question. Um, why are, why is the podcast called the Pedal Cafe? We love to imagine the before times, the pre-calamity times when we would sit down at a coffee shop with our friends and chat over a hot drink and a pastry. We aim to recreate that feeling while we keep the conversation going. And today we get to continue our conversation with our guest Starling while we talk about Eastward. Here at the Pedal Cafe, we believe that anyone can be a capital G gamer. We spend our precious downtime adventuring, exploring, building worlds, and appreciating games that give us that cozy vibe. Grab a cup of your favorite bevy and settle in while we poke around the world of wholesome video games with this week's special guest, Starling! Yeah. Aw, thank you. Um, and hi, so I am Cookie. I am uh, a variety streamer focusing on Nintendo and indie gems, mostly of the wholesome kind. I've got two quite vocal cats who you might hear sometimes in the background, and I also do art journaling. Um, I would normally stream about twice a week, but I'm currently on hiatus. But you can find me anyway at twitch.tv slash uh, cookie underscore TPC. New username, still getting used to it. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, friends. Hello, I am Biscuit. Uh, I'm a variety game streamer. Uh, I play both Nintendo and PC games. Um, I also have a vegan artisan soap shop uh, called Tureen Suds. You can find me at tureensuds.se.com. Uh, I also have a dog who is uh, always on my streams. Um, she's got her own little camera. Her name is Petal, and she's a nine-year-old chihuahua. And you can find me at twitch.tv forward slash biscuit underscore TPC. Yay. Nice um, nice to chat with you guys. Yeah, Thank you for having you me. Want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, totally. And my name is Starling. My pronouns are she, her. Um a uh, 30-something woman based in the U.S. I'm a mom to a tuxedo cat named Atlas. Atlas may occasionally make an appearance as well. <laughs> I like to crochet. I'm really into that. I've been learning to crochet over the last two or three years. Um, and I also like streaming decision-based games, like really narrative-heavy games on Twitch at our Twitch TV at dot starling gg so three g's in starling awesome. well welcome starling it's so nice you. to have you thank you thank you oh we have so much to talk about this week yep oh my goodness we saved up two weeks of news for y'all we, we did yeah on news uh let's start with um Although by the time the podcast goes up, uh, the podcast version of this goes up, that will be finished. But for this moment, you can still get in on the itch bundle for Ukraine, um, which is a $10 minimum donation with all proceeds donated to charities supporting um, the Ukrainian side of the current conflict. Um, so we will have, um, I think we can put that link in the chat. I can do that. Well, I can do it. Can you? Going. Okay. Yep. I, I grabbed it yesterday and I was shocked to see that there are some games in there that I com had completely forgotten about that mm -hmm. were totally in my queue. Ooh, that's convenient. Yeah. There's so many games. Oh a lot. Gosh, so many games. It's like 
there's 990 something games in this bundle. The previous bundle that I had gotten was 600 in- and something. So. No, the India, the India bundle, India mm-hmm. bundle. Yeah. So oh. I, I did notice there's a, there's a bedtime digital games game in there called back to bed, which I haven't played yet. Already own it. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> of course you do. Of course I do. Um, and, uh, in most, which I have been waiting to play, and Hidden Folks is the one I was playing last night. It, what an mm. adorable game. Can't recommend it enough. If you like um, sort of Where's Waldo type Seek and Finds, really good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And all of the... I just have to give it a shout out because all of the sound effects are um, just a couple of people being like, boop, and like Broom, broom. Oh my God, <laughs> like recording so these funny. little sounds. It is so cute. That Aww. is so funny. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I nabbed that and have been playing it. I haven't played anything new yet. I did um I did make that donation, so I have access to those games. And I was just really surprised to see like Celeste on there. I I actually never got around to playing Celeste, so I need to do that. And mm-hmm. there's another game in there called Minute. It's sort of like mm-hmm. a Zelda-style adventure game where you have a lot of tasks to do and a, a mm-hmm. map to explore, and you have to get it done in a minute. And it takes overall about a couple hours to finish the game itself, but I thought it was really unique and is definitely a, a good game that's in there. M-I-N-I-T. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I haven't gotten the bundle yet, but I plan to on Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's still there. Um, I don't necessarily uh, need all of the games, but I think that it's a cool thing that all of the, de- like a l- bunch of developers came together and said, mm-hmm. we are in support and stand behind uh, the Ukrainian uh, yeah. side of the conflict. So. Um, I think you only have until end of day tomorrow to pick that up, Biscuit. Oh! One day too late. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to figure out how to get it. Anyway, I want to support. Fair. Uh, what's next on our list? Um, <clears throat> okay, so there was a test done on the OLED Switch. So any owners of the OLED Switch? Like me. I, I have good news for you. Um, according to a test that Bob Wolf Dunn Wolf did, um, it takes 3,600 hours of continuous gameplay to show any signs of OLED burn from the game images. That's, um, um that's pretty good. Yeah. So I don't, and that's not just 3,600 hours in total. That's like continuous usage so never turning your switch off for what is 3600 hours divided by it's 150 days i was just pulled out my calculator (laughs) thank you 150 days straight like 24 hours a day like (laughs) you might destroy your battery too little bit um yeah you probably destroy your battery before you destroy your screen so anyway good news for oled switch users um (laughs) yeah that's a decent stat I was on the fence about a OLED switch. That that definitely has helped me uh, decide that if I do, I might get one. Um, mm-hmm. 
if at some first, point you need another switch, then that would might be the yeah. way to go. Yeah, exactly. First, a new computer. Yes. Priorities. <laughs> yes. Priorities. Um, yeah, gotta gotta place that out and decide if I want to do pre-built or just like throw all the parts onto a wish list and just like buy it from there um, eventually over time since graphics card seems to all right what if we are coming down okay and we're back hi friends <laughs> what were we talking about f0 oh f0 yeah. it's a it's a it's a plain it's a plain <laughs> game or is it a racing game i forgot i remember playing it's a it racing when i remember we were playing it when i was younger um yeah, it's coming to it's coming to nintendo online cool yeah. Heck yeah. Um, I'll try it out. Yeah. Uh, so, moving right along. Um, Nintendo of America said that um, they're delaying the release of um, Advance Wars, which was supposed to come out on April 8th, due to current world events. And I think that's probably a really good idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only because it's a decent thing to do, but also because it probably wouldn't look very good on them to release, you know, war strategy game during a war. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree. I, I was one of those people that was really looking forward to this game. I never really fully played advanced wars, but I have picked it up a little bit here and there when i was in high school i worked at like a video game store and when it was slow i would pull out a copy of gba advance mm. wars and i'd play a little bit and it was always a lot of fun i love tactical i love tactical rpgs like that but i mean you know there's a time and a place and right now it's not the time uh so we're now getting our first look at snufkin Snuffkin. It's a musical adventure about restoring harmony and balance to Moomin Valley, protecting the from the industrious park keeper. Uh, and it's all um, a game done by Hyper Games. It looks so cute. <laughs> yes, it does. It looks very, very cute. Um, Hold on. A very second. excited to, to try that game out. Um, looks like a lot of fun. And then we have. Uh, so Ooblitz is a game that's been out for a while. Um, it's a very non-binary farming kind of sim game um, where you dance um, against, you battle dance essentially. Um, and I guess they're getting an update um, about the empty shop in Badgetown. Oh, and it's, um, a, it's a, like the character run shop where you can essentially sell your items or something like that. That's a fantastic question. And if I played Ooblets, I might be able to answer it. It looks really cute. I'm <laughs> it looking looks at a look really cute. <laughs> I'm looking at a tweet from Ooblets. Yeah, all I know all I know is about it is like you 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 dance battle. Um and that's it. That's all okay. I know. Hmm. Well, speaking of dancing, I know what I'm doing on the eleventh of August. Oh, yeah? Which what are you doing on do? the 11th of August? I'm going to be watching the live stream of the Kirby 30th Anniversary Music Festival. Wow. Yeah. 
it's going to be great. It's going to be like orchestrated um, remixes of various uh, various styles of mm-hmm. uh, Kirby music, and it's free, and it's online, and it's only live. So if you don't get it, or if you don't tune in, you won't going to get it. Wow, You're that was terrible be- speaking. I mean, sometimes you just got to be there to get it. Yeah. I love Kirby. I'm really, I'm excited for that. Kirby holds a, you know, a important place in my heart. Yeah. It was the, Kirby's uh, Adventure was the first game I ever beat all by myself. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. Big, it was a big deal. Mm-hmm. It is a big deal. So I'll tune in too. I like that Kirby music. I love the really hy- hyperactive sound songs too. It's like, yeah. if you ever need to clean something. Kirby oh, yeah. music's the way to go. Good call. <laughs> well, as someone who went to see the um, Final Fantasy VII remake concert last week, um, I definitely approve of any and all video game music festivals. I've seen the Zelda one, too, before. It was really good. Is it like an orchestra situation? Yep. Ooh. Basically, they have the like the the producer and the conductor mm-hmm. travel from city to city but they use local orchestras wow. uh yeah local talent and orchestras to actually produce the show nice. um, in in the when they tour i mean that won't be the case for the kirby one but for the touring ones for zelda and final fantasy that's what they do so it was actually the toronto symphony orchestra that i saw they were just being directed by, um, or being conducted by the people who put the show on. So it was pretty cool. That's, That's awesome. a great experience. I probably would have cried when Aerith's theme came on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You wouldn't have been alone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, moving on. I lost my, my sheet. One second. It's okay. We we're go. talking about uh, Chocobo GP. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Grumble, 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 grumble. grumble Apparently, grumble. it's it's the worst game you can play, apparently. Like, it's okay to play, but you can't really do a lot unless you spend money. Yeah. So, it's a full-on gotcha. Like, there's no, there's no long or short about it. Um, but not only is it a gotcha, it's a gotcha you have to pay 50 freaking dollars for. Whoa. Wait, hold on. Is this the is this the Chocobo game mm-hmm. that is the racing game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was excited about that. You can play the light version, um, but the, your your uh, paywall locked on a whole lot of stuff. Yeah. And buying it for fifty odd dollars, whatever that converts to in your currency, might be forty American. I'm not sure. Hmm. Um still doesn't take down all the paywalls. There's still other gacha on top of that. Like, what were they mm-hmm. thinking? That's disappointing. It's very they, disappointing. They, they might have wanted to make it free and then gacha on top of it, but, like, <clears throat> that didn't happen. <laughs> Clearly. Even if it was, like, ten bucks with gacha on top, okay. But fifty? Yeah. No. Yeah. Just hard no. I'm so disappointed. Agree. Agree. Guess yeah. I'll be just playing Mario Kart DLC when that drops soon. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. 
Нет. It oh. sure does. Yeah. I'm just going to um, copy the link here for the chat. It looks really, really nice. Nice. Looking forward to that. Nice. Wholesome so, game, town to explore. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, I still haven't played Stardew yet, but I'll get there. <laughs> It'll always be waiting. We it's just true. got you to play... Uh, don't starve together. So yeah. baby like, steps. We're working on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, a game that I raved about on our previous episode, Puzzles for mm-hmm. Clef. Um, their developer, uh, which is called Weasel Token, mm-hmm. great name, are in Ukraine. Um, they gave an interview about things that are happening there and what it's making the landscape of... Um, European game development look like right now. It's really interesting. I'm going to share that as well in the chat. Uh, You can read it or uh, listen to it, uh, the interview that they did about what's going on and what it actually looks like over there and um, what he thinks is going to happen um, going forward with game development in the area. I hope that they are okay. Yeah, I hope everybody's safe. Yeah. Uh, on a cool note, though, uh, North America had its first game development union, uh, which is super exciting. Uh, Dev is Vodeo uh, Games, uh, and their staff is remote throughout the U.S. and Canada. Yeah, so, so and not only... Um, it's a staff of about 12 or 15 um folks including independent developers or independent contractors which okay firstly that they included independent contractors in the union pretty cool but the best part is that they didn't have to fight for the union the management of the company approved it oh that's awesome right pretty cool that is very cool and it's the first one in north america not the first one in the world apparently there's some studios in europe who have this um, but Ooh. I think it's a really neat initiative. It is a very cool initiative. Step in the right direction. Yeah, right. definitely. Slowly, but getting there. Uh, and- so then there was another game that came out today. <laughs> yes. 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 There was a, <laughs> a really adorable game featuring a fox in a tunic, and the game is called Tunic. <laughs> and it dropped. It dropped on Xbox Game Pass today, or yeah. also on Steam. It know. also came, went live on Steam today. It is adorable. I've played about five minutes of it before <laughs> coming on here, and all I can say is my favorite thing about it is the shrubs. The shrubs are really <laughs> cute. You walk through them in the game, and they like 
boink around and oh. the art style. I, I don't know if you'd call it isometric, but it's... It, well, it is isometric because that's it's on that 45 degree angle. Okay. Oh, okay. I gotcha. It's beautiful. And I hope that I hope that the gameplay is um, just as fun as, you know, the game looks because it looks amazing. So I'm really looking forward to playing that over the next couple of weeks. Oh, uh, our friend uh, Dan Dan three sixty in the chat is uh, playing Tunic right now. Ah, <laughs> oh, I, I picked it up as soon as I got the email from Steam that it was available. I was like, yoink, mine, because <laughs> I do oh, not have Game Pass. Uh, I I thankfully do have Game Pass. Um, I have played so many games on there um, that I I honestly it's it's for me it's worth it. Um, because I played all of Astroneer, even though I had Astroneer on Steam. Um, I've played No Man's Sky on on Game Pass. Uh, I've played, oh my god, so many games. I'm Fish, which I have to finish. Um, mm -hmm. Like, it's it's a lot, but yeah, like, I gotta... I Honestly, it's, it's worth the money. Um, the little bit of money you spend every month um, on a bunch of games and you can play so many games for like instead of having to buy them all separately anyway I'm digressing <laughs> <laughs> I, I have similar feelings I really love Game Pass I like having the option of playing something on my PC because I got the um, I guess I have the ultimate tier or something mm -hmm. but you know uh, even on my iPad I'm able to play some games like with the cloud streaming service and it's it's great I appreciate That's it. Awesome. That is uh, awesome. It probably is a bit more budget friendly than what I currently do, which is just wait for them to be on sale on Steam when I can wait. But <laughs> in this case, I did not. <laughs> Bought it immediately. Yeah. It's you know hard what, to wait. Tunic is such a cute game that like I'm so excited to play it. Like yeah. it's yeah. I guarantee you we will feature it on an upcoming episode. Oh, that's a guarantee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I think that's all we have for news this week. Yeah. I mean, obviously, a lot of other things happened, but those were the selected entries that we decided to include in our newsreel for the week. Dance, dance, dancey. Good news. Yeah. Uh, so, no, we're talking about a game that um, I actually have like very little idea about. I have watched you stream at Starling, yes, and that's it. Uh, I know that Cookie has played it. I don't think I've seen Cookie stream it, so I am at a like. I am. You'll be teaching me about this game. Cool. Oh, good. So. Okay, so um, I have played it. Starling has played it. Um, I am. Right now, I am stuck at the last tower uh, um, in Chapter 7. Chapter 7. I am not in the last tower of Chapter 7. I am sort of at the beginning of Chapter 7. So there's eight total, okay. I believe. And so we're, like, pretty much in the same area. Mm -hmm. And I I picked up this game day one. I was really, really excited, and I've just sort of been slowly playing it. I think that the most wonderful thing for me about this game 
is the beautiful grungy science fiction mixed with like abandoned nature mm-hmm. like hodgepodge aesthetic and it's so beautiful yeah it's There's- got a very post-apocalyptic feeling yes but not in a mm-hmm. desolate kind of way more in a this is how we rebuilt kind of way okay yeah it's really i think overall it's a pretty happy game i mean like there are some there are some themes that seem a little bit darker here and there but overall from what i have experienced mm-hmm. it's been really heartfelt and beautiful and about how people come together to make the world better yeah I'd agree with that. So there's a question in the chat. What's the one sentence of what it's about? One sentence of what it's about. Hmm. Um, a little girl and her guardian go east to save the world. Oh, that's a good sentence. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, so your main characters are Sam, who is the little girl. And John, who is her guardian. Mm -hmm. And John is a man of extremely few words. um, But he's really good with a frying pan. Both in terms of (laughs) cooking and smashing things with it. So um, you get to go on this adventure with them and all the friends that they meet. And um, Sam does all the talking for them. Which is really adorable. And you get to know... John more by what he doesn't say because he never says anything um, than anything else, which I think is a really nice touch. He's sort of the the silent protagonist, but at the same time, because you're playing two main characters, it doesn't seem... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, there's a cat fight happening at the top of my stairs. Oh, no. <laughs> Hello, kitties. They have some words to say about Eastward. They do. <laughs> um, plus, there's cooking, says our friend oh, Dan Dan. There I is like cooking. the cooking. The cooking song. Mm. The song. Sorry, song sorry, so sorry. There's a cooking song? Yeah, a little, like a little jingle that plays while you're doing the cooking mechanic. It, it has to be inspired by the song you get when you cook in Breath of the Wild. It's yeah. shockingly similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's still a lot of fun. So you you do have to cook things or purchase food items mm-hmm. in this game uh, to refill your hearts, your HP. And mm-hmm. when you do cook, you can combine three different items plus maybe a spice. And there's this really fun little slot game that you play right before you cook as well that might mm-hmm. add some extra buffers Uh, to whatever dish you create so like maybe if you get a good score with the slot machine it will give you six more hearts than the dish would normally give you yeah and that's only happened to me once (laughs) i can only ever get two uh matching slots because there's about three total uh Mm -hmm. in the slot machine and you gotta time it just right to kind of get like the fish to line up or the pot of food or whatever else is on the slot machine. Yeah. It's just, it's got a really interesting story Mm -hmm. that because we haven't finished the game, we obviously can't spoil, which is great, but (laughs) um, (laughs) 
it's it's got this like creepy cute sinister but but serene aesthetic okay um i like that it's very high quality for pixel art i like that the sound is extremely well executed um and the music is fantastic Mm-hmm. There's this one really upbeat song that comes on, uh, and it's it just never fails to make me smile. It's um, I feel like just the overall package that you get from looking at this game, the mm-hmm. pixel art, the music, mm-hmm. even the font is really aesthetically pleasing. There's these adorable little text boxes that come up for every character and sometimes they're pink or sometimes they're blue or sometimes it's off white and I don't know why, but it looks just, it's really, it's a game that's really pleasing to the eyes. Mm -hmm. And the NPCs are amazing because I think all except for one character, every Mm -hmm. single NPC has a unique art there there's one character that's like a bouncer or some sort of grunt or Mm -hmm. bodyguard and there's a couple of them that look the same but every Mm -hmm. single npc is looks different has something special to bring to the table and you know there's not a ton of filler text a lot of it is just bursting with character everybody has something they want to say to you everyone says something that they want to do it's mm-hmm. just a lot of variety in who you're talking to as far as NPCs go. And I thought that was really uh, just adorable. And my favorite character isn't even a character. It's oh, a refrigerator. No. Oh, the refrigerator <laughs> is great. The refrigerator is a character right. you talk to in the game to save your game because there are save points. But it always gives you like some sort of m- mystical uh, mysterious like a animal. nugget of wisdom yeah kind of like pascal in animal crossing it is a little bit pascalish oh really so okay for okay. example okay one of one of the refrigerators talks about when you open it, it it says something to you before it asks you if you want to save your memories um one of them that i'm thinking of right now says something about um, sometimes keeping things frozen doesn't prevent them from going bad or something along those lines. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, about like keeping your memories in the in the freezer. So I just, it's so clever. It's just so clever. Yeah, I definitely screenshotted um, a handful of the things that refrigerator tells me. <laughs> it's like a it's like a really good fortune cookie. And yeah, just something nice it's you a get. Fortune fridge. The fortune, fortune fridge. fridge. Mm-hmm. You op- open it up. Yeah, it's a fortune fridge. Um, so let's talk gameplay. Okay. I was I was kind of intimidated at first, thinking, "What is this happening? That I have to control two characters?" <laughs> um, I found this- that a daunting prospect. <laughs> Yeah, I have to agree. So in some parts of the game, you know, you, you're controlling 
both of your characters at the same time, Sam and John, little girl and uh, her guardian that we you know, Cookie mentioned earlier, and other times, like certain dungeon-like areas of the game, you kind of have to split them up and have them do separate things. Like um, a game that I can think of is called like Brothers. It's um, basically a game where you kind of have to have one character do this thing to solve this puzzle, and another character like push this box so the other character can get through right. this gap. And I, um, okay, so the gameplay. Some is somewhat negative for me. I think that it just took me a long time to learn what I was supposed to do. I, the first time I had to separate my characters to solve a puzzle, mm-hmm. I could not figure out how to get them to get back together. Yep. Cause I'm there's... pretty sure I had to look it up. Yeah, I did too. And I, I think I had taken a break from the game for a couple of weeks or something. And when I had gotten back to this, I, I ran into the same exact problem. But <laughs> now that I'm late game, I know you got to press like B or something to get mm-hmm. them to kind of join together again and not walk separately. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. But it is kind of challenging. I, um, I'm no expert gamer, but... uh. I, I did find that I was rarely at full health in this game. Mm, and I kind of sure. wish that there were more opportunities to collect food items on your journey for free without having to pay for them. Like if mm-hmm. there were more enemy drops that might contribute to cooking a dish that might save your life before this boss battle. So you don't yeah. have to, you know, reload your save every time you're about to fight them. Yes. Yes. Um, the... The learning curve or the the battle curve um, for some of the bosses and even some of the in-between enemies is they can kill you quite quickly or you can kill them quite quickly, but it's never, like, there doesn't seem to be much in-between. Mm-hmm. You I either agree. get it or you don't. Yeah, so some, bosses, some bosses I was able to take out in you know, without dying, without reloading a save, and then others I had to do it, like, multiple times. times. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do kind of wish, to a degree, there was, like, a difficulty option, because, you know, I'm, you know, working a full-time job, sometimes I want to get through this game and experience the story, but Mm -hmm. then with Eastward, I'd occasionally just get angry because I had used up all of my cakes or foods that I had made and I couldn't find anything to heal myself with and uh, it was a struggle but Mm -hmm. so I had a hiatus of a couple of months where I haven't touched the game but then I got back into it and I was like you know what this doesn't seem as hard as I remembered it being except when it is Mm -hmm. (laughs) well sometimes you just have to like walk away from a game and to like give yourself a little bit of a mental break to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. recuperate and kind of maybe think of it in a different light than you would like previously. Um, I find that for a few, a lot of games, like there are times where it's like, you just can't figure something out and then you put it down for a couple of days and you're like, Oh my God, I figured it out. Mm -hmm. Um, There was one particular boss where that's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, I put it down for a couple of days cause I was getting super frustrated. And then when I came back, I beat it in like the first time. That was pretty cool. Nice. Suddenly yeah. you just um, knew 
Yeah, apparently it's like an old PlayStation 2 game called Cookies and Cream, mm-hmm. which was great for couch co-op. Mm. You had to like put it down and come back to it. Yeah. I find Treasure Tracker to be like that, too. Treasure Tracker can be like that, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the puzzles are very, um, they don't go easy on you, and you don't really get a hint. Um, no. But there are some really excellent walkthroughs available, so I am grateful for those. I have no yeah. shame about using a walkthrough when I need it. I only read to the point where I get the hint I to, was required yeah. and I close yeah. it. Um, I, um, I definitely enjoy the gameplay progression. Um, sometimes the story is a bit too wordy for me. Okay. There is a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue. Uh, But overall, I have become more confident in my gameplay as the game has gone along. Um, So I think that's positive. Yeah, I think that's a positive thing for me. I know that I will eventually get past the place that I'm stuck right now. Mm -hmm. It's just not today. (laughs) And and that's okay. Like you can't. You're not going to get through everything all at once, Mm -hmm. um, unless you're very, very determined. That have a lot of and times. Very it. skilled, which, you know, I'm not. <laughs> but I really want to finish this game, so it will happen. Yes. Um, I'm in the same boat. I want to know. The, yeah, I want to know what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, strengths of this game and weaknesses. So this is um, the, uh, the first title from this developer. It's, it's not the first published by Chucklefish, obviously, but for Pixpill, um, the, the developer, this is their first game. Okay. And they're a team that started with two and ended with 12. Um, they're based in, I believe, Hong Kong or I Shanghai. Um, I lost track of where they're at. And it was developed over the course of three or four years. They actually um, brought in um uh, other folks to do the music and the sound Mm -hmm. um the developers said that you know it's actually really difficult to have just have someone on staff to do that stuff when you're such a small studio which i thought was an interesting an interesting piece of wisdom um that you know what it is actually okay to contract out for some parts of your game (laughs) You don't have to do everything yourself. This is true. I mean, like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, getting help is is always okay. Yeah, yeah. and I think that it's all really cohesive. You know, it. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have guessed that there was contract work um, mm-hmm. done for this game because I feel like everything flows really well together. The music yeah. and the art and you know, the translation, if there that mm-hmm. was required, I feel like it seems like it's done by a small studio and very mm-hmm. few hands. Right. And that the vision is very consistent throughout. Uh, yeah, extremely consistent. Um, except for a particular part of the storyline, I will say um, I have been consistently impressed with both the level of mystique uh, and clarity, like that, that they walk that fine line very well um, when it comes to wanting, keeping you into it, like keeping you interested. 
mm-hmm. um, without being like, this makes no sense. So um, there's just, I have to say of the entire story, chapter six was the weakest for me. Chapter six was, okay, the yeah. Hollywood one. Yeah. So yes. on your journey east, you encounter, um, you're going through various locations. So you start in a village and then you go to a city and then you, um, so you, you you're going east, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> no. There is a particular <laughs> part of the story where you're encountering uh, characters which are neither human nor robots when humans and robots are what have been established to exist in this world. Um, but these are more like anthropomorphic type characters and in a sort of subplot that's sort of outside the rest of what's going on, I just, I found it a bit tiresome to get through. Okay. Um, because it's a long chapter. I'm glad that it's later in the game. Was if it had been... the chapters you had a problem getting through? No. I didn't have trouble getting through it. It just felt long. Like the pacing okay. was a bit off. Yeah, okay. I have to agree. There was more... Like, as you're getting through the game and, you know, at the beginning, you know, you start off in this on this island and then you go to the city and you're kind of getting to know new people while you're in each of these areas mm-hmm. and some of the characters will span multiple chapters like there's this mm-hmm. one character named Jasper that I loved you know they're a delightful and excitable character that's like kind of like a bard weaving themselves into a story to sound like the hero and really they're actually a bystander and he's mm-hmm. fantastic and he's in multiple chapters and he kind of follows you along and then you know th- this character might be swapped out with another one. And Mm -hmm. once you get to chapter six, it's like, forget about everybody else. (laughs) Here's this this new group of friends you're going to hang out with for a little while. And it just didn't really draw you in to, it didn't make me care very much about what what was going on. Like is, you know, when they do a backdoor pilot in a TV series, Mm Mm-hmm. Um, where they're like, we're going to launch this other show. Um, for instance, like CSI, when CSI went to Miami to, to be the springboard for CSI Miami, mm-hmm. you know, it's only a couple of characters. They're in a completely different situation. Mm-hmm. That's what it felt like in this chapter. And I was, although it was enjoyable to play, mm-hmm. I was glad when it was over. <laughs> yes, And I'm glad, though, that it was later in the game, because if this chapter had happened earlier in the game, I probably would put it down, and I think that would have been a shame. So there is at least that. Yep, and I think once I got through that chapter, I felt like there were some mysterious aspects of, I guess, the story that were quickly teased at or somewhat, I guess... um, Maybe not revealed. Foreshadowed. Yes. And so I was drawn right back in as soon as I was done with that particular area. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. I want to know what's going to happen at the end of this game. I have a good idea of what might be going on with the story, but I still have mysteries I need to have solved. Yeah. And so 
I'm looking forward to keeping on even after that little bit of a diversion where we're in this area with these characters that we don't really know much about. And yeah, so I think that was a weakness for sure. Mm -hmm. But um, I also found that as someone who is not very confident um, when it comes to real time uh, battling with enemies I've never considered myself to be particularly good at that. Um, And I always like gravitate towards turn-based stuff, but I'm actually doing okay. It's, it's kind of forgiving when it comes to, you know, you just swing that pan enough times and you'll get through it. Usually. That is true. Cause you know, the, the first, I guess, weapon you get, you battle with that pan, John's yeah. pan that he cooks with. Yeah. Really? And you can just whack oh, yeah. an enemy That's over his main and over weapon. again. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And I still keep going back to it. Like I'm I'm in chapter the penultimate chapter. And I'm still using that pan almost as much as I was in the beginning. So it's it is, very it's, it's very reliable. Very, yeah, it's very um the gameplay is forgiving that way. In fact the pl- the part where I'm stuck has nothing to do with the combat at all it's about timing and puzzle solving and remembering what where you need to be when um Mm -hmm. which i think was really interesting i'm like okay well i know this is not insurmountable but it's going to take me some time (laughs) so but yeah the combat has been delight a delight for me it's not punishing i felt a little more punished (laughs) Yeah, a little bit because, like you said, I am more into turn-based RPGs mm-hmm. or even narrative-driven games. So I'm not as I'm not so good at timing things. You know, you mentioned That's like right. you're stuck in an area where you have to time something really specific mm-hmm. in order to get through, and um, it takes me a lot of t- attempts to get through that. Yeah. And I think maybe it's just like the frustration can get to me. It's like, okay, I've tried this like tw- 10 times. Can, can uh, when I put it down the other day, that's where I was at. I was like, okay, this is not happening today. <laughs> I need to walk away now. Yeah, by, by tomorrow, be good to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow, be fine. Be fine. Yeah. So the combat I've, I've surprisingly enjoyed. The story I'm also enjoying. Like, overall... Overall, I give this a solid 8 out of 10, I think. Yeah, I think I'm in the same area. I think I think probably maybe 7.5, mm-hmm. 8, because I just am on this. I'm just struggling sometimes mm-hmm. with, the, with the combat. I'm, I'm waving my pan around. I'm getting attacked by a bee or something, and it, it hasn't worked out in my favor all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I think what I might have to do, there is an area in the game where you have the option to upgrade some of your items or abilities Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i decided nah but i think i might reload that save and just actually do that side quest thing where that option to upgrade this ability is available and you know it won't be so hard on me because i think does that mean that you have to go from that save onward and do yeah you can't go back you can't go back in this game. Right. Not until you finish it. Okay. And there's, I think there's four saves that the game 
it, it is a little I've had a hard time kind of picking and choosing and like saying okay I want to make multiples of this save I think there's a mm-hmm. couple of auto saves the game does for you mm-hmm. and then there's one manual save so mm-hmm. it can be a little tricky but I had just left this area where I should have upgraded this thing and I'm oh, like, okay. you know what I think I played maybe a half hour more than that so I, so I can still like go back hours to put in yeah. and stuff Mm-hmm. Yeah, thankfully, no. <laughs> um, chat would like to know 8 out of 10 what? Um, uh, and then there was a comment about frying pans to the face. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 8 out of 10 um, frying pans. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. Sand droops. Which is one of the fruits in the game. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was about to ask, uh, uh, what now? A sand droop, which is apparently a quite inedible vegetable. <laughs> All right. How about you, Starling? Are you going to go with frying pans or something else? I think I might go with glasses of milk. Because mm-hmm. you're able to make... I think you can buy glasses of milk in you this can. game. Yeah. yeah. They're not very great for recovering your hearts, but it's something. It's, it's still cheap. milk. It's it's <laughs> ten coins or however many. No, not even coins. The currency in this game is salt. Oh yeah, oh. that's a really cool thing that I forgot to mention. Yeah, yeah. Because salt makes the world go round. So maybe I'll go mm-hmm. salt. It's um, I'll go seven and a half salt out of you know ten salt. Because for Excellent. me, the main redeeming qualities in this game are the presentation, mm-hmm. the beautiful art. I'm hooked by the storyline, but I need to get good. <laughs> yeah, get I feel good. you on that. I like it. I need to, I need to get good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so but I, I looked at this game when Cookie was talking about it, and I was like, this does not seem like my... It's got a lot of talking. I mean, like, I'm all down for, like, a talkie game. I just finished a talkie game. But, like, this seems like it has way more talkies than I want to do. <laughs> it's it wasn't not so bad. It wasn't easy to stream. I think I only streamed chapters one through three. And mm-hmm. then I was like, oh, man, I, I'm having a hard time keeping track of the voices for everybody. Yeah. I yeah, gave every like, a southern accent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. Whenever you have, like, um, a game with multiple characters, right? Like, I was trying to do different voices for the last game I just finished, and it was very hard to keep them all straight. I am definitely not a voice actor by any means, which I am okay with. Um, but it was... It was a lot of drinking a lot of water um, mm-hmm. to keep my throat not parched. Yeah. I much prefer the games that I can be a little silly in. Um, and mm-hmm. then like reading the, a novel. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Be, it ends up feeling like story time um, instead of playing video games. Oh, that's fair. Some people are really good at it, and some oh. people are good at other things. Yeah, some people excel at it, and I'm very, pr- I'm very happy for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is not me. You did good though. I when I uh, when I did watch your stream, Starling, I thought it was. Oh. Uh, I think you did really well. So, thank you. Also, chapter three is 
known to be very, very dialogue heavy. So. <laughs> and that's when I threw in the towel. I was like, yeah. mm, maybe we'll do this later. I'll do this off stream. I can, yeah. I can read in my brain a lot faster than mm -hmm. with my lips. So, yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, do I have to talk to this person again? Honestly, you did really <laughs> well in, um, what was the singing game? Wander Song. Wander Song. Mm -hmm. Which, by the way, is in the Ukraine bundle. It is. I need to play that. It's so good. It's <laughs> so good. I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, I think we have reached the end of our review. <laughs> I feel like we've come to a, a natural conclusion. I think so. Lots yeah. of good things about this game. I'm going to keep playing it. Yeah, me too. Fantastic. Um, uh, thank you, Starling, for hanging out with us and explaining me this game. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you as well, Kathy. This has been a delight, and I appreciate the, the perspectives that come with having another person who has played it and someone who hasn't. Duh. Uh, where can people find you, Starling? Uh, the best place to find me is twitch.tv slash Starling, S-T-A-R-L-I-N-G-G-G. -G -G. That's three G's, Starling G-G. Starling G-G. Um, yep, and that links to my Twitter, which has a lot more G's, and mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> also my Instagram, which is exclusively for crochet projects. Mm. That can be found on my uh, Twitch channel as well. It's linked there, all nice. in one place. Wonderful. That's, that's me. Thank you. Of course. Uh, so the Pedal Cafe podcast is recorded live on Twitch and then uploaded as a podcast on YouTube, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and wherever you get your podcasts within a couple of days. If you like what you're hearing and want to know when we're recording next, head on over to Twitter uh, and turn on your notifications to send us a DM. Sorry, turn on your notifications. Or send us a DM and get an invitation to our Discord. Uh, if you'd like more of us, uh, check the links in the chat, comments, or the show notes for all the places you can find me, Biscuit, Cookie, and our friend Starling. For inquiries, you can email us at thepedalcafe at gmail.com. Episodes of the Pedal Cafe podcast are a production of Pedal Cafe Media. Our theme music was written for us and licensed by our friend, the talented John Stuart Campbell. And special thanks to our Twitch moderator, Valvin, and all our friends who came to hang out with us today. We appreciate you. Thank you for hanging out and have a fantastic rest of your time zone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you.